Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour with me, Fahim Musa, where I break down key growth concepts so you can build a thriving consulting business. Check out the show notes for presentations and handouts as we go deep into the rabbit hole of consulting. Let's get started. Thank you for coming. It's great to have you here. This is session 29 of the Consulting Growth Hour. You know, I have a smile on my face. I was I was talking to a client of mine just a while ago, and I was talking to her about, you know, doing more video on, on LinkedIn, and you generally do more video presentations. And she was talking to me. She's, she, she told me that her concern was that, you know, she's got to do a hair and makeup, and it's a big thing, and, you know, all that stuff. And I immediately said, you know, I never worry about hair and makeup. And she just burst out laughing. And I, it took me a while to, to, to understand why. And then I looked at myself in the, in, 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 on camera and I realized, yes, uh, I never will have to worry about hair, especially. So I just wanted to share that light moment with my client. All right, so let's get started. So the session for today is Build a step-by-step -step sales funnel for your B2B consulting business, okay? We have these sessions twice a month. So that's bi-weekly or bi-monthly, whatever you may call it. So it's twice a month we have these sessions. And every time we talk about a new topic or a different topic, and I just realized my logo is the other way. That's okay as well. I just So every session we talk about a different topic related to consulting growth. and all of these sessions are available on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. So just search for my name on YouTube and you'll see all the other previous sessions as well. Some of the topics I may touch on in some of these sessions, you know, have a bigger scope. So I may direct you to go to certain episodes, a previous episode perhaps, and check those out. But, you know, for today, I'll talk about how to build a step-by-step sales funnel for your B2B consulting business. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Fahim Musa. I'm a former management consultant. I own a consulting, a management consulting business focused on strategic planning. I started the business in 2009 in Toronto. I served many types of industries, um, small, small companies within you know, different types of industries, mid-sized companies, large companies, governments, nonprofits, so on. And finally settled for strategic planning for academic researchers and innovators. As you can see, a very, very specialized niche, but we built a fairly successful consulting business. And that is what I propagate. And that's what I, I believe in order for you to grow a consulting business. So, you know, growing a company, as you know, there are many different ways to do it, right? There's no one way. What I teach and what I tell you about is, you know, based on my experience of running a company, running a business. And I still, you know, use a lot of the, the, the topics and, and the knowledge and the techniques and the strategies that I learned along the way, you know, right from the time I started the business. So whatever I teach is based on what has worked for me and what is working for me and what is working for my clients, right? Of course, there's no one way to do anything, right? So I want to temper all of my advice, advice based on the fact that, look, this is based on my experience, right? And 
if you feel it makes sense for your situation, if you feel that you may want to experiment with, with something, then go ahead and do it. There are many ways to reach the same destination. Okay, fine. So let's get started. Let's get talking. Let's talk about building a step-by-step -step sales funnel for your consulting business. Please stop me at any time. No, 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 please ask a question in the chat at any time. That's what I meant. And then I'll take questions in the end. And if it makes sense, then I will even stop and answer the question as we move along. Okay, so don't feel shy to ask anything and pop, pop the question in the chat. What is a sales funnel? Okay, so a sales funnel is nothing but a mechanism to get your ideal buyers to know, like, trust, and buy from you. Okay, it's, it's a very simple concept. It's a mechanism for your potential buyers to know, know you, like you, trust you, and eventually buy from you. Okay, and why is the sales funnel important? So, as you know, um, as consultants, as consulting business owners, we fly by the seat of our pants. There are too many things to do. There are client deadlines. There are client delivery, client engagements to, to work on, multiple client engagements to work on at times. And when that happens, sales takes a back seat, right? If you don't have a sales process, what happens is you will experience a roller coaster income. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up again, then it's down again. And generally, that's a terrifying way to run a business, especially if you've got fixed costs, if you've got a running you know, overhead bill to, to, uh, to take care of, and especially if you've got a small team as well. If you've got employees and they depend on your business, and if you don't have a sales process to consistently fill your pipeline, that's going to be a problem. That's not a fun way to run a business. And, you know, most of us, right, I'm going to say more than 95% of us, they, you want to start a business because you want to have a decent lifestyle as well. You want to work on your own terms. And without a sales process, it can be really terrifying to run a business where you don't know where your next client is coming from, right? So that's why a, what, that's one of the reasons a sales funnel is important. Reason number two why a sales funnel is important is that it can be really hard to break through a revenue plateau. Like in, a, in consulting or any small business, you tend to get used to certain ways of doing things, right? Especially in the, the first few years of your business. If you're you know, a, a young business, like under five or seven years old, you get used to doing, you get, you get a couple of big clients they keep feeding you business, you get comfortable and you get used to doing things in a similar fashion. But then, you know, every year you, you see, you, you try and find ways to break that revenue plateau, but it's hard unless you try something different and unless you have a sales process that can continuously puts you in front of your ideal clients and, you know, helps you have conversations with, with those clients. So that's reason number two. You know, it's hard to break through a revenue plateau if you don't have a, a sales process. Number three, you don't produce the necessary insights your business needs for growth. You see, as, as consulting firm owners and or even independent consultants, when you get a couple of clients, you're neck deep in delivery. 
right? And you lose sense of what's happening in the marketing and sales world, especially for consultants. You don't know, you know, what's going on, especially these days, things change pretty fast, right? You got different tools, different types of technologies, different strategies, and so on and so forth. And you kind of lose track of what's going on. And you also fail to experiment. You fail to make the right experiments in sales in order to build that pipeline because you're so busy with delivery, right? And that fails to produce insights for your, your business. When I say insights, I'm talking about, you know, finding out new marketing channels that work, finding out, you know, a new resource that can help you or understanding, you know, based on a couple of experiments, you know, this works better. Let's do this. Let's do more of this. The, this these types of people or these types of resources work better. Let's, let's hire a little bit, more, a few more of them and so on. Those insights are, you know, you miss out on those insights. And when it, when you ramp down on a current project and you realize you need another client, you suddenly start scrambling and, you know, you don't know where to start, right? So that start and stop and start and stop of the sales engine, if you will, or the lack of an engine, that is a problem. And that does not give you enough insights to know, okay, here's what works. Let's do more of that. So that's why a sales funnel is important. And, you know, my, this is what I'd keep telling my clients, always be building a pipeline, always be learning. Uh, your business will be better for it, even if your efforts don't initially pan out, because those sales planning and sales funnel building efforts are always going to give you new insights that will help you, you know, as you move forward. Okay. So that's as far as why a sales funnel is important. Now let's get down to the meat of today's topic, building a step-by-step -step sales pipeline. Okay, let's get into marketing 101 first. Okay, to any buyer, right, in any industry, whether it's B2B or B2C or anything, any buyer goes through a buying journey. Okay, and that journey, and many of you may have heard of this, this framework, it's called awareness, interest, desire, and action, the AIDA model. It's, it's, it's basic, it's marketing 101. You know, for a buyer to buy from you, they first have to be aware of you. That's the first stage, right? The first stage of awareness. They need to know that XYZ consulting firm is out there. They do this, or this consultant is, is out there and they do this. They help this problem. So that's at the top, right, of the funnel. And the funnel, as you know, is, is the shape of a funnel. At the top is the awareness stage where you need to make your potential buyers aware of you. Then there's an interest stage. Once they're aware of you, you know, they've got to be interested in what you do and how you do things and how you kind of sell, solve their particular problem. Like if you, if you make them aware of the problems you solve and you know, how you can solve them and why you're better than you know, these other options that are out there and so on and so forth, that can pique their interest, right? So you got to then pique their interest that's the interest phase. And then there's a phase where, you know, you have, you've got to create some desire or have them consider purchasing from you, right? Not, not everyone 
is always going to be in buying mode. You see, that's not how buyers are. That's not how any buyers of any commodity or product or service uh, behave. We're not always in the market to buy a car. We're not always in the market to buy a house, right? But at some point, we will be. And at that time, at that when we're ready to buy, we tend to, you know, focus on brands that we know or, you know, service providers that we know and, uh, you know, go to them first, right? So that's at the consideration and the desire phase. And then finally, it's the action phase where they, you know, say, yes, I want to purchase and I'm, I'm interested and the value proposition is right and I want to buy. So a sales funnel is nothing but a mechanism that understands these phases of a buying journey and accordingly you know you know institutes certain experiences along the way that align with that buying journey right so let's just break this down so again we talk about awareness that's up on top awareness leads to interest interest leads to desire or consideration and then from there it is you know taking out the credit card or you know signing a contract and say you know let's work together right so let's start from the top and th this is marketing 101 like i mentioned but i want to obviously talk about this concept in in the context of a small business to business independent consultant or a boutique firm how do you build awareness as an independent consultant or a small boutique firm, right? In that, in that top phase, typically what works? And I'm going to talk about what has worked for me and what is working for my current clients and so on. So typically when people think about the concept of building awareness about your business, everybody thinks that, you know, they've got to build mass awareness it's a big to do it's a thing to do okay you've got to go out and shout from the rooftops and get this mass of people you know knowing you and knowing your brand and you've got to build this company page on linkedin and you've got to have this major you know website that you then promote to you know, all and sundry and and you know get people to know you and stuff right there is a time and place for all that right but in our world, in the consulting world, in professional services, right, you don't have to think about, always think about your, always think about building awareness as a mass activity. You see, and I've talked about this in my previous sessions. In consulting, what the number one, the number one activity that brings you clients is referrals, right? Think about your business. If you're, if you're a young business, right? The number, and, and sometimes even if you're a, a mature business, the number one activity that typically for most consulting firms generates new business is referrals and warm introductions, right? And when you want to create awareness about your business, that's the channel that you should be going to. If your business has, if your business generates most of its sales from referrals, right? Just go to that number one channel. And for most of you, I would wager that the most of you, it is referrals and it is warm introductions. 
It's a past client that say, okay, well, I want to work with you. It's a past client that says, okay, you know, there's this other prospect that may want your help. It's somebody you know, your past colleague or a peer that says, I may have a, an introduction that I can make for you. That's how initially our businesses have grown. So let me know in the chat if I'm right, if I'm, you know, on the right track or if I'm just completely on left field. Let me know in the chat if, you know, your business is based typically on referrals, or if you've grown your business or if you initially your, your, your first few clients have come through referrals. Okay, so I'll be monitoring the chat, but just type in the chat so I know if I'm on the right track. So the thing is, for most businesses, that's, that's the channel that works. And when you want to create awareness, right? When you want to create awareness, I would suggest that you should try to build awareness based on referrals. Like look at it as a one-on-one -on -one activity, right? That's the fastest and quickest way that you can get conversations from potential buyers. And conversations, right? Conversations is the number one key performance indicator for business-to-business, -business, uh, for most business-to-business -business sales, right? The more conversations you have with qualified potential buyers, the, the, the more, you know, alive your pipeline, your sales pipeline is going to be, right? So the first thing you want to do is to, to build awareness is to tap into referrals. And here's the, here's the most, you know, the strangest thing. When I talk to a lot of consultants, they don't even have a process to activate referrals, right? They don't have a process to activate, activate warm introductions. This is a process-oriented activity. Referrals are not just, you know, they don't come out of thin air. You need to make them happen, right? A very simple way to make them happen is to make a list of your former clients, make a list of, you know, top other warm introduction, top, you know, contacts of yours, non-clients, you know, past colleagues. It could be a strategic partner that you've worked with. It could be a peer, anybody that you can, you know, simply pick up the phone and say, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Make a list of those, those folks. 10, 10 past clients, up to 10 past clients, up to 10 uh, other non-contact, non-client contacts. And, you know, just set up calls with them, right? Set up calls with them. And if you can, take a look at their LinkedIn profile, take a look at who they're connected to, and, you know, make a list of those and have conversations about those folks. Hey, can you introduce me to this person? Do you know this person well enough to, to you know, shoot a quick email introduction and so on? That's the first step that you want to take as a B2B consulting business owner in order to build awareness, right? Because that's the most, that's the most obvious channel, okay? So as, as consultants, as small consulting business owners, you don't need a volume, high volume of clients. We're not in the mass marketing game, right? You need a handful of clients at any given point in time. You know, three clients, five clients, 10 clients at the max. So it's not always about um, mass marketing. Although, you know, I'm going to be touching on a few other tactics that are slightly advanced as well that you can try. But then, you know, first do the obvious stuff, right? First pick the low-hanging fruit, right? I know you folks are busy. Yeah, it's not always easy to simply put together some kind of new marketing mechanism and then just say, hey, you know, Let's get, let's get all the clients that we can, right? Sometimes you need your next client, right? Where do you go to your next client? This is the way. 
list down your your past clients list down 10 other non-client contacts warm contacts that you can pick up the phone and just simply have a conversation and talk about you know who they can introduce you to right right that's referrals and warm introductions and then there's content right i've talked about this in previous sessions as well like the two top ways management consulting firms b2b consulting firms land clients are referrals and thought leadership right this has been true right from the beginning of our the start of our industry we're all you know expertise based professionals right and the best way to build trust to, among an audience is to share a little bit of your expertise and talk about how you can help and so on right so it's very natural to management consultants to use thought leadership and content to build an audience and to you know help have more conversations so you know people who've been decades from the from from the previous decades you know writing books has been a thing in our industry doing seminars has been a thing in our industry writing articles in trade publications and so on and so forth all of that stuff works right those principles are still alive and kicking today we have different tools to do all of that stuff so you just need to use the tools that are available today to reach the right audience but you know keeping keeping in mind that the principles of business development and sales funnel development are largely the same it's not rocket science okay two things referrals warm, referrals and warm introductions and number two thought leadership right so let's talk about thought leadership in the context of building awareness and that that top of the funnel okay so there are various ways you can do this. You can have an email newsletter, for example. You can do podcasts. Podcasts are, you know, they, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that podcasts are a very, very fast-growing medium, right? And when you do it over time and you do the right, you either guest, pod, you, you know, guest on other podcasts or you have your own podcast, over time you can really build an audience and not just an audience of listeners you can also build an audience of potential buyers you can interview and and speak with right so it's a great way to build awareness as a consultant because again like as a consultant as a, as a management consultant as a professional service provider uh, our jobs our our job mostly involves talking to people talking to clients one-on-one -on -one, right and and actually being present and and you know having a lot of face-to-face -face conversations so you want to be out there you want to you want people to hear your voice you want people you want people to see you right just like just like the, the way i'm doing it today you want people to hear your voice you want people to see you and you want people to build trust and like you right because when you hire, when anybody hires a consultant or a service provider, they're going to, you know, they, they want to make sure that they, they like the person because they know they're going to be working with them closely for a long time, right? So the more you can get people to hear your voice, to see it, to see you and to experience what you can bring in a, in a very visceral way, the better off you're going to be, right? So podcasts are a great medium to do that. And then, of course, there's social media content social media articles on you know there's there's a mechanism now uh, where you can 
use LinkedIn newsletters. Like right now, it's, it's May of 2023. LinkedIn newsletters are still a thing. I mean, I know that you get a lot of you know, requests to subscribe to newsletters and so on. But you know, those things land straight into your, the recipient's inbox, email inbox. So they can be a powerful way to connect, right? Again, it's nothing different that you're doing. Many years ago, people used to do it. People used to send you know, snail mail in an envelope you know, every month to potential clients. Now you have this, this newsletter, email a newsletter and, and, and LinkedIn newsletter to do the same thing, right? It works. It, 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 it does work over time. Content takes time to work, but over time it works. And I've seen it in my business, right? I've been doing this for, for many, many years and I've seen it in my client's business. You do it and then suddenly you'll find that you'll have people that are interested in talking to you, people that you know comment on certain things that you say, and you'll start conversations, right? Provided you're saying the right things, right? Content is not just showing up and writing stuff. The, you need to be saying the right things. And if you know what you need to be saying and talking about, take a look at, at session 28. That's the previous session where I talk about building a strategic narrative for your consulting business through content. It's all on the YouTube channel. So go ahead and take a look at that. Okay. Weekly or bi-weekly monthly events, right? That's another way to build the top of or build top of aware, top of funnel awareness, right? This is what I'm doing. I have a bi-monthly event. A few folks come in, they know what I do, they know, you know, they're interested in, in the topic. I start a conversation with them, I start a relationship with them, and they see, you know, they get a chance to experience. Um, what I say and what I do and how I speak and, and my personality. And, you know, slowly for a section of people, you start to build affinity and you start to like, you know, what I'm saying. I'm hoping that a lot of people, I'm hoping that most of you <laughs> like what I'm saying. That's the point. But it's okay if you don't like certain people. If you don't, it's okay if certain people, you know, are not the right fit for you as a content creator. Not everybody's going to like what you say, right? A lot of folks hesitate to do content because they're scared and they're afraid of, you know, what other people might think, right? But uh, it's a whole different topic, right? We can talk about it some other time. But, uh, you know, the point is that when you have a, a recurring event where people are seeing you, people are, are learning from you, it builds affinity. And that's top funnel awareness for your sales funnel, right? Community building, nurturing a group of prospects. This is also part of community building, right? There are various ways to build a small community. Some of my clients do it. For example, a recent client of mine, he came to me because, you know, after the pandemic, he, he, he one of his problems was he could not, you know, get CEOs on the phone. Earlier, he used to get CEOs on the phone. Something happened. And then CEOs just, for the most part, became very difficult for that specific business to get on the phone and then we started working together i helped them build a ceo community a specific ceo community for his niche and he has you know a bi-weekly sessions with interested ceos and you know where he presents a specific topic he does a bit of an executive briefing he does a chance for people to network and so on and you know now he's built a community of ceos and he's in touch I mean, right now, his, his funnel has more than 100 CEOs. So he's constantly now talking to CEOs. So the problem of not talking to a specific buyer persona is solved 
using the power of building a community. It does take time. It does take a few months. It's not magical. But when you put in the, the, the effort, you can build a community. And through that community, you know, you can then kind of move interested prospects into the deeper into your funnel, into the interest phase, into the consideration phase, and into the action phase, right? So community building is a pretty powerful way to build top of funnel awareness and immediately get people to be interested and move to the next phase of the, of the, of the sales funnel, which, will be, which we're going to talk about, interest, okay? So you've built top of funnel awareness, right? You've talked through, you've, you've got some referrals now that you, you've got some referrals booked in the calendar. I mean, you've got some, yeah, you've got some referrals booked in the calendar. You've got people looking at your content and thought leadership, seminars, podcasts, whatever. You're having some conversations and so on. So what do you do then in that interest phase? You've got the interest, you've got the interest of, of certain people, right? A small percentage of people from the awareness phase. You've got them interested in you. And what do you do next at that phase of the funnel? Okay, there are many things you can do, right? But in consulting, what works is you want to get them on the phone. You want to have a one-on-one -on -one Zoom conversation or a phone call or something because you know these are sophisticated. Typically, these are sophisticated business-to-business -business buyers, right? And sometimes they may not even be in the in the buying stage, right? When you get a referral from somebody or an introduction. They're not, not always are they going to be, you know, in buying mode, right? Sometimes they'll say yes to a conversation because somebody else has referred them. They just, you know, want to understand what's out there, what you do, and, you know, typically keep you in mind if there's an opportunity in the future, right? But when you get that interest, when you get interest from these folks and, you know, you're facing or you're kind of, Having you're going to have an initial conversation with a potential buyer. What do you do? What is that step? There are many things you can do, but here's here's what I find works really well. You want to encourage them, or you want to propose that you have a 20 minute conversation. Right? It's not a it's not a 20 minute conversation to sell them or anything like that. It's a 20 minute conversation so that they get to have a, a deeper understanding of what you do and whether and, and it's for you to suss out whether or not these folks have some kind of problem that you may be able to solve either now or sometime in the future. So it's a it's a it's a conversation that you want to have where you present something to them you you propose that you know the reason i want to talk to you is i, I you know i want to talk to you about a recent case study that you may be interested in based on the industry you're in right the reason i want to talk to you is we've done some research over the last year that has uh, resulted in certain key insights that may be useful for you for the type of business you're in or of the stage of business you're in or the industry you're in. The reason I want to talk to you is to present certain industry insights that uh, we've garnered along the way, right? So that conversation in that, the first conversations you want to have is you want to be presenting something of value to them that 
typically they may not get from anywhere else, right? And this is really important because even when, even when you're building awareness, right? When you're talking to your, your former clients for a referral, you don't want to tell them that, hey, introduce me to this specific person that you know, because I want to pitch them. That's going to like, you know, you know, have your clients go or you have your warm, well, your warm contacts go, you know what? I don't want my contacts to be hard soul, right? So they may be a little hesitant. So you want to tell your contacts and you want to tell your, your, your former clients that, hey, I just want to have a conversation with these folks that, you, that you're going to introduce me to. I want to present to them a certain case study that I, I think they'll, they'll find relevant about a problem that they may be facing and you know how we solve the problem, right? About a certain industry insights that, uh, that may be relevant for, uh, for them. Is this making sense? Just type in the chat. I know I've been talking a lot and I have a, a habit of rambling. So I want to just take a pause and just type in the chat and let me know in the comments if this is making sense. We're currently talking about the interest phase and what you should be doing in that first conversation when you've got interest from certain buyers. Or not buyers, but potential buyers. So David Lee says, yes, making sense. Just type in the chat so I know I'm on the right track. And if you have any questions or follow-ups, or if you want, to, want me to explain a certain concept more, then I'm happy to do so. Okay, cool. So that's, the, that's what you want to do in that first conversation, right? Because you want to, again, build trust. It's about, again, remember I told you the, the purpose of a sales funnel, the, the, what a sales funnel is, it's a mechanism for, those, for, for your potential buyers to get to know you, to like you, to trust you, and eventually buy from you. So this phase, the first conversation, uh, again, it's an opportunity for you to build trust by showing them something of value and you know, having a conversation that, that again, could possibly encourage that individual, the prospect, to go deeper into the funnel and say, okay, you know, let's have a deeper conversation. Right. Right. So that's that. Uh, that's that initial or that the the interest phase. And at the end of the interest phase, you know, at the end of the at the end of the twenty minute conversation, the what you want to do is you want to, you know, once you presented some insights, once you presented a case study of a, of a hard problem you solved, what you really want to do is then ask an open ended question and say, Hey, Mister Bob or Miss Angela or whatever it is. Do you need help with this, right? Do, does this resonate? Like if you're presenting some insights and you're presenting some, you know, key market problems or so on, you can simply say, like, do you need help with, you know, solving similar problems and getting similar results, right? It could be just a question. I mean, I, I know it's not an open-ended question. It's a, it's a yes or no question, but it's a simple question, right? And they're going to say either yes or no, or they're going to say maybe, maybe later. Let's touch base in the fall. Let, let's touch base you know, after I get back from vacation or something like that, or they may say no, which is perfectly fine, right? These conversations are not always going to lead to new business, but they are a certain percentage of these folks are going to be interested in taking you up on another deeper conversation or, you know, touching base at some other time, right? So this is how you build, you start building that pipeline. Remember I said it, 
you know, the number one key performance indicator for business to business selling is conversations, right? The more conversations you have, the better your chances are of building a pipeline, the better your chances are of closing your business, right? And you've got to build a pipeline of these conversations throughout the year, not just when you need business, right? It can be fairly simple to do if you choose an awareness channel, just, you know, comprising of referrals and warm introductions. You don't have to do something very, very complicated, you know, even though more advanced techniques like thought leadership and content and so on work really well. You can even start small by simply activating awareness through referrals and warm introductions and then, you know, moving them down the funnel into the interest phase and having a 20 minute conversations where you provide value and ask them, do you need help? It can be as simple as that right? It's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's going to be so easy because our lives are, you know, we, we're, we're busy with the delivery engagements and so on and so forth. And, you know, there's deadlines to meet and so on. So it's not easy, but it's a simple process, if you know what I mean. There, it's, there is a difference between something that's easy and, and, and things that are simple. It's not easy to kind of, you know, do this right off the bat without some kind of support or you know having a small team in-house to do it and so on but the process itself is simple right it's a step-by-step -step process so that's what i meant so we've got about 18 minutes to go so i want to you know talk about the, the the other two stages of the sales funnel okay we talked about awareness and then there's interest and now we'll move into desire or consideration, right? This is the desire or consideration phase. And in the desire or consideration phase, typically in our business, it's a discovery session. It's a detailed discovery session, which is probably 45 minutes to an hour where you're really now uncovering the real needs and uncovering the real challenges that your clients, your, your buyers are facing, your, 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 your buyer prospect organizations are facing. So typically this is with, you know, either a, an influencer within an organization, it could be a director or VP or whatever, or it could be, you know, a sponsor of a project, maybe a C-level executive, right? Typically there are, you know, two or three sessions or multiple sessions that, that take place in this phase based on you know, the size of the organization. Larger organizations, you'll have multiple sessions, possibly even a procurement process. Smaller organizations, small businesses, if you're speaking to a, a, a small business owner, then it could be possibly one session, the discovery. And you know, typically, you know, this is unique to consulting. I've always noticed that consultants tell me that when I get a meeting with a potential buyer who is interested, I can close them really fast. I mean, my conversion rate is, is 70% and, and upwards, right? Getting the meeting is challenging. But when I get a meeting, I can close business pretty fast, right? Does that resonate? If, how many of you think that's, that's true for you? Just type in the chat. Consultants typically feel that, that sales is the easy bit when it comes to growing their business, the sales part, 
not the marketing. The marketing part and the lead generation part is where they typically have challenges. So I can see some yeses in the comments, right? It's and it was true for me as well. Like getting in front of a client, you know, I'm an expert in whatever field. I have I can talk the talk. I, I know the lingo. I know the, the the technical terms. I understand my clients' problems, my buyers' problems. So you know I can build trust in that in that conversation pretty fast. All that is fine, but what really happens is that if you go into that meeting without understanding the purpose of discovery, the purpose of or, or the other structure of having a fruitful discovery session then what may happen is that you may end up leaving some money on the table. You may end up proposing a, a project or an engagement that is not fully aligned with what the client or the buyer is truly going through, what is not you know, um, fully aligned with the value of the problem that the buyer is facing. So you may even misprice your engagement you may you may win the the business but you may fall short in terms of you know scoping the engagement pricing the engagement and that can hurt you profit in terms of profit right and of course in terms of revenue as well so my advice at this stage is that yes you may be good at having a general conversation and closing a client but are you really equipped to really build value into that conversation and you know make the best deal both for you and for the client right because the purpose of a discovery is not just to you know charge high fees it is to first understand the the true problems and the challenges and the root causes and the impact of your client your buyer situation Right. Once you understand that in a deep way, then you can really think about, you know, how you can help. Right. Obviously, aligning it, aligning that with where the client wants to go. You want to truly understand where the client wants to go with all of this and, you know, make sure that there's there's an understanding of that gap of where the client is and where the client wants to be. Right. That's the true purpose of discovery. And, you know, this, again, is a huge topic. One of my favorite authors of the discovery process is a guy called Keenan, and he's written a book called Gap Selling. So if you want a, a quick introduction to you know, how to do true discovery, how to really extract the right information, ask the right questions so you can extract the right information during these sessions in order for you to scope the project better and price the project better and improve your profitability, then just pick up that book, Gaps, Gap Selling by Keenan, and give it a read. It's a, it's a really interesting read. And, you know, he's a fun guy to follow on LinkedIn as well. So, you know, that's that. Again, that's a huge topic. I can't go into it too, you know, in too much detail because of, of the lack of time. But Keenan's Gap Selling is a good way to start learning about the topic. And, of course, you know, if you're part of my student community, I teach all of this as well. Like I learned from various places. I learned from you know, my own experiences as well. But if you're not in that phase where you want to invest in a, in a coaching and mentoring program, then you, know, you, you, you can simply pick up that book if you're interested in the topic and if you're, if you're interested in discovery. Okay. 
So that's that desire and consideration phase, right? I just want to add over here, you know, this is a, a little bit of an advanced level of, of consideration that a lot of consulting firms use, a lot of mature consulting firms use, and some, you know, new early stage consulting firms as well. In this desire and a consideration phase, you know, you can also do short events. You know, you can do a, a one-day event. You can do a, a two-day event or a three-day event where you provide the client with a small result, which then, you know, leads to an opportunity to talk about, you know, a larger engagement, right? Sometimes this is part of an engagement where you do the discovery upfront, but sometimes you can even propose a very short, you know, four-hour session or an eight-hour session, you know, for an organization, which would then give them a taste of what you can do for them. So an example of this is if you're a leadership consultant, for example, you can do a facilitation session for where you get the executive committee together, or you get the C-suite together, and you make some decisions, right? If it's a strategic planning consultant, you can kind of get the team together and talk about trends and put down certain goals. You can do so. You can do a goal setting session, for example, right? Then you can do, uh, you know, if you're a, you know, any other type of consultant, like just put in the chat, whatever type of consultant you are. Initially, you can you think of a two day or or or, or a single day event that you can do? You know, I'm working with another with, with some IT consultants now, and you know, for 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 those folks, what makes sense is a four hour event where they have meet with a client and understand you know what types of new technology they want to migrate to right if you're if you're an IT consultant and and deal with migrations of you know from legacy systems to newer cloud-based systems you can have like a four-hour event uh, or, or, or a brainstorming session where you talk about you know, the various challenges that the current client has in terms of their legacy system, and then put together a quick architecture of the new system at that event, and then show them a picture, paint a picture of what is possible, right? So that also could be a, a way of delivering your expertise and delivering, encouraging clients, encouraging buyers to take action right? This is still the consideration phase. They're still considering you. They may pay you a small fee. Like sometimes it's a, you know, it's a small fee, but it's still a phase where they're considering you to kind of, you know, hire you for a larger project for a six figure and plus engagement, right? So this is a bit of an advanced play, right? But if you're, if you're looking for a basic mechanism for the consideration phase, uh, a one-on-one -on -one discovery call is standard. It works but make sure that you know how you are doing discovery, right? And make sure that you learn the art of, of doing discovery. All right, folks, so let's move into the final phase. We have, we have about seven minutes to go. And the final phase is, is the action phase where they buy, right? They say, okay, I wanna buy from you. And in our world, typically, you know, if you're doing B2B management consulting, big ticket, typically you're asked to send in the proposal, right? That's the action phase, right? Your, your proposal is when 
you're evaluated on, on, on the true deliverables and the outcomes and the people that are on your team and so on. And you are, uh, people say yes or no. Yeah? True? Type in the chat if, if you feel that that is true. Okay, I'll wait for your responses. But, you know, people think that a proposal is to talk about yourselves. And the purpose of a proposal is to talk about the right pricing and the terms and, and you know, deliverables and the number of workshops you can deliver and the number of, you know, reports you can write for them and so on and so forth. But in the action phase, when you want to get a yes, in my experience, and of course, in the, you know, my client's experience, the purpose, what really works in a proposal, the purpose of this phase is not just telling them what you can do and how, and, you know, how equipped you are and, you know, talk about your company and the team members and their experience and so on. On the other hand, it is about articulating your understanding of the problem that you're setting out to solve. That is the meat of a proposal in the action phase, right? If you really want to move forward and get buy-in from a large number of people, what really works in a proposal is to pack that proposal with a section where you lay out your understanding, your deep understanding of the client's needs and the problems, right? This again, will only, you know, you'll only get this information if you've done your discovery well, right? If you've really uncovered their true problems and true needs by asking the right questions and engaging the, the buyer or buyers, you'll be able to write a proposal that has all the right information that tells the client that you know exactly what their problem is. You know deeply what the real problem is, what the root causes are, and you know where to start the engagement and how to solve this problem. You see, it's, it's, it's part of human psychology that if the other person can articulate your problem even better than you can, you automatically feel that they have the solution to solve your problem. I'll say that again because it's really important. In human psychology, if you're able, if the other person believes truly that you really get them and you truly understand their problem, then you know they're going to automatically feel that you have the solution, the right solution as well, right? So the proposal is not to say that, you know, here's the solution and here's how well we can do it for you. And, you know, here's the team and all that stuff. Of course, that is important. But what's more important is to articulate that you know exactly what the problem is, you know exactly what the root causes are, you know exactly what you know how all of this is going to impact the organization and the team, and here's how we're going to tackle it, right? Because here's the thing. A lot of the times when you're dealing with complex problems in organizations, you know, a lot of the times buyers don't fully have the capacity or the ability to articulate the exact problem. You know, they understand certain symptoms, but they don't know exactly what the root causes are, what the problem is, problem is and what the solution needs to be. They just, you know, they're, they're dealing with symptoms every day on a day-to-day you know, -day basis. So when they see a proposal from you 
where you've articulated the exact problem in a very, very detailed way, that becomes, you know, a, a pretty powerful deliverable itself, right? It's for the, when they see how exacting you are in the way you've described their problem, it kind of paints a picture about what exactly they need and what they, the, the exact problem they're going through really nicely. And that also builds more trust, right? So that's a bit of a, an advanced piece of information that you, know, you can use to, to really beef up and to kind of you know, arm your proposals with the right information so that you can move the client from the deciding evaluation stage into, you know, let's sign on the dotted line and let's start working together. Yeah? Of course, there are a lot of other factors that make a sale happen, but when it comes to a proposal, make sure that you are articulating the problem really well in, a, in, your, in, a, in the most detailed way possible, okay? So that brings me to the end of that four-step process of building that sales funnel. We talked about awareness. We talked about interest. We talked about the consideration and the desire phase, and we talked about the action phase. I'm going to quick, quickly go through the chat for any quick questions. If you have another, if you have a quick question, please type in the chat. I'm going to be here for a couple of minutes. Okay. So David Lee says, how do you best cultivate new connections versus people in your current network? Okay. So two ways I can, I can immediately think of. So you can have your, you can access your current network to develop new connections, right? When you get in warm introductions from your past clients and your non-client network. You can cultivate a new, you can, you can start meeting new people. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is, you know, go to a, a place like LinkedIn. Like most of you are on LinkedIn, right? I find that for business to business, LinkedIn is a great way to activate your network. And I mean, love, get to know new, newer people. And the best way to do that is through content. But when you write good content that resonates with people, they will, you know, You'll, you'll find that people start following you. You'll find people sharing your content. And of course, you know, you can even do a search on LinkedIn and Sales Navigator for your ideal prospect, ideal client avatar, and send them a small note or even, you know, send them a connection request. Uh, and based on, the, on your profile, they may be interested in connecting with you. That's, that's, that's how you expand your network as well, right? So there are multiple ways to do it. I hope that helps, uh, David. So Cadney says, yes, you have a lot of ideas to implement in my research. Okay, thank you. It's good to know. Right. So I think we've come to the end of questions. If you have a quick question, you can pop it in the chat. And if you want to have a conversation about, you know, how you can implement this for your company or your firm, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. We can have a conversation and see where that goes. If you feel that you have other folks that will benefit from these sessions, please share the event with them the event page with them on on linkedin you can find it on you know the by just by typing consulted growth hour on linkedin or just share my my linkedin profile with them the more people the merrier it is and again so i want to thank you for your time thank you for being here and i will see you on the 25th for the next session in the series All right folks thank you so much again and have a great weekend Ciao. 
Thanks for listening right to the end. I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and connect with me and say hi on LinkedIn. For video replays of these sessions, check out our YouTube channel. And most importantly, join us live to get all your questions answered at Consulting Growth Hour Live. All details in the show notes. See you next time.